For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. I'm WSB's Herman Cain and depend on this. Whenever and wherever there's breaking news, severe weather alert, or a traffic red alert, the WSB 24-hour breaking news center will tell you about it. News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB, depend on it. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. Welcome to the show and a good Thursday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 10.077 after 10. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Everybody on board, low tizzle, screens the calls. Longoria on the other side of the takeout window and uh, with you till midnight. The second hour of the show, we're going to have a blast. We're going to have a ball. Sanjay's going to join us with Would You Rather. Johnny Kilbasa with a fast food review and a lot of other fun stuff. But the first hour of the program, um, I, I want to dedicate to uh, tomorrow's 14th anniversary of 9-11. We will not be on the air tomorrow, um, so I want to do this today. Uh, this is something we do every year. Um, I at least devote a portion of our broadcast to uh, that tragic day. 14 years ago, tomorrow, 9-11. So what I want to do to start the show off here is um, is have the three of us, myself, Chuck, and Longoria, just, you know, give our own firsthand account of what happened that day, that morning, and, and perhaps the days that follow. Um, before I get into this, Chuck, September 11, 2001, where are you and what's your situation? Uh, it's my senior, let's see, 2011, or 2001. Uh, it would been my junior year of college. I was a fifth-year senior, so okay. I guess it technically it was my senior year. But Same it was same with me, five-year year. Five year plan. Yeah, uh, I woke up every day to ESPN radio. Um, I was laying in bed, alarm went off like I normally did at 8 o'clock because I never had too early a class. Yeah, understood. Smart thing and there. And the radio, I was just laying there going, the hell's going on with the so, radio? So you're in college. I just want to I'm, set the stage yeah, first. Yeah, I'm in college. All right, so you're in college. Longoria, September 11, 2001. Where are you? I'm working in Austin, Texas at a radio station. Are you uh, at the job in the morning? or are you? No, I had I had worked an overnight shift, so I was actually asleep when kind of all of it went down. Okay. And Chuck, you're in college. What state are you in? Montana. All right, so what what's going on in Chuck's world, September 11, 2011? You're in college. Um, I mean, what, what what's your life like at that point? Your biggest concerns, your biggest... Track practice. Track practice. Honestly, yeah. It was just... I was I was a psychology major at that point, 
So wow, had, what a waste! Oh, super waste! <laughs> what the hell were you thinking? As in, all I needed, all I needed was a degree. Nobody said what I had. No, to do I bet it. that helps later in life, perhaps. It super helped yeah. later in life, but at the time, it was a complete waste of time. Yeah, at least waste you learned something. I give you yeah. credit for you know. There's some you can learn some tricks there. I'm sure with a psychology uh, yeah. major. Yeah, you, you, it's helped many okay. a time and later in life. But now nah, I was a psychology major, so I had stupid easy classes, and my biggest concern was. How much was I going to eat that day before I went to track practice? That was that was. That what literally, yeah, was, it was yeah. like, what was it? What was the practice? Because some were harder than others, so it was always that was my biggest worry. September eleventh, two thousand one. You're working in Austin. You said, yeah, three jobs actually. What 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 jobs were you working? Your radio uh, station. radio station on the on the weekends. Yeah, and um, I was working at Sears. Really? What in were you doing at Sears? Tools. Nice. Everybody no I've known yeah. in my entire life has some point has worked at Sears. Tools. I never worked at Sears, really? but I lived I, at he, Sears. You're one of the few that I've ever <laughs> known that hasn't, at yeah. least for a brief period of time, no. you worked in Tools, I worked in Tools too. Yeah. I, uh, I had, a, I had yep. a Sears credit card, so oh. I basically wardrobed myself at Sears. Like I used to buy clothes oh, yeah. at Sears all the time. Because as a college kid, I had you know Sears card. I was like, all right, let me, you know, go get some socks and underwear. Sears credit card was the only card I could get. Yeah, for a exactly. While. Yeah, so, so you so you're working at Sears and in a tools liquor store and a liquor store. Yeah, during that was my kind of like my full time job, but yeah. I really wasn't full time. Working the counter. Yeah, stocking. Yeah, pretty I much. picture in super bad. Yes, you, the, the Mexican guy at the liquor store. Uh huh. He said, "F my life." And McLovin drops the yeah. beer on the on the floor. You yeah. really should clean this up. Did you so drop that? Yeah. No. <laughs> That's how I picture. Yeah, it wasn't a glamorous there. job by any means. All right, but so and, um, free yeah, I just gotten back the night before. Um, we had went, we went to San Francisco for like the. You week. married at this point or no? No, no, no. no Do no. you even know your wife at this point? No, no, I don't believe so. No. Okay. No, he can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> I might have, I might have, I've known her, but we weren't like dating or anything. Yeah. Okay, so you're working three jobs: mm -hmm. radio station, tool department at Sears, <laughs> right, and a liquor and, store. And you're the Mexican at the liquor store. <laughs> yes. What's the biggest worry in your life at, at that point in time? Uh, that night, that morning, was trying to get some sleep because, like I said, we had we literally landed, and like two hours later, I had to go work an overnight shift. So we were out all week in San Fran, and then we flew back. Me and some friends. Two hours later, I was at work. I worked a whole hour uh, overnight till six thirty in the morning. But general you know. in life, generally, yeah. like what, what you know, are you worried about bills? I mean, you're a young buck right there. Yeah, you not, know, not really. Meeting anything. hot chicks at this year's uh, tool department, partying and working three jobs. So life, it. life is is pretty good for you there. Yeah, for yeah. both of you. Yeah. I mean, Chuck's, yeah, was super, Chuck's yeah. in college. You know, with easiest the, time of my life with yeah. the uh, the hard bodied co eds. Carving yeah. up for track practice. <laughs> yeah. Long, Longoria. Nice, I'm just going to say, if I was going to pick a sport, track was a pretty good sport yeah, to pick absolutely. as far as yeah. the female. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. You can get some, uh, yeah, anywho. Um, Longoria, <laughs> of course, along. stoic Mexican work ethic is working three jobs. Mm -hmm. yeah. But life's good for you. you yeah. You're enjoying oh, yeah. it. You're working at a liquor store. You're probably bringing home some tequila. Oh, yeah. Um, you're working Sears. I just can't picture you. Really? The tool department. It's here. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm having a hey, tough time. Hey, if someone's going to be working with tools, I, I would think that it's long you know, yeah. shovels and picks. I'd be definitely. That was an easy picks. job working at Sears. Did oh you get gosh, commission so on that? Yeah. Yeah. You got commission on any on the and, and the, like you wanted to get the big ticket, which was like the lawnmowers, sure, and like yeah, the yeah. big power motor, tools and stuff yeah, like that. Air compressors, Those, and they would get mad if you went over there and sold. Like the only oh, uh, so time pissed. we were allowed to do that is if like no one was there. 
and they came to us because once they came to us, you're, they were like, it's locked and hey, loaded. I need a ranch, and then I need a lawnmower, yeah. and you're like, cool, bet, and then you go over <laughs> there, and, and, and then they get mad at you, like, oh, you're not allowed over here, big ticket. A couple of years ago, my wife was really harping on me to get a washer and dryer, mm-hmm. and because I had never owned one. This is before we were married. Because I, I hadn't done I haven't done laundry since 1993, so <laughs> oh. <laughs> but she's like you've got to get me a washer and dryer. This is ridiculous. I'm not bringing my laundry to the laundry laundromat. Mat. Like I I have fluff and fold. I had the people right because yeah, right. I hate doing laundry. So mm-hmm. I was like fine. F- finally, I was like all right. You know she's probably right. I'm an adult. I need a washer and dryer for whatever emergencies. Who knows? So I go to Sears right after I get off work. It's like 10 a.m. <laughs> and there's a guy work, you know, a lonely guy just working in there. He's oh, like, it's the worst pr- shift ever. Probably mm-hmm. in his late 50s. He just opened the store. <laughs> right, yeah. that morning shift yeah. Yeah. and appliances yeah. was the midday morning yeah. shift and appliances. So there's no awful. one in Sears. I mean, literally, there's me and this guy. And I walk up to him and I go, "Do you work on commission, sir?" He goes, "Yeah." I was like, "It's your lucky day," because I actually actually bought a. Uh, while I was there, I bought a new refrigerator too. Oh, nice! Yeah, I'm wow! Like, I'm no, like, he I banked need a, that day. I'm like, yeah. I need a washer, I need a dryer, I need a refrigerator. He was like, No way! He, probably, like, <laughs> he lit up. Dude. He was he like, was, Yeah. yeah. He's like, Those I'm calling. Refrigerator in, commissions were big. Yeah. He's like, I'm calling in sick tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he probably made his enough for the month. Exactly. Took the rest. I was like, You guys work on commission? He's like, Yeah. I was like, Boom! Here we go. Washer, dryer fridge now i always used to like the people that came in and you exactly like you didn't have to really oh, work with them they were just like i need this 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 and this and you're like sweet you just yeah. wanted to hug them yeah because it was like <laughs> he e- did, that was just man. like easy money right there yeah oh. perfect all right. so all right so all right that's where you guys are in life yep. yeah 2001 september 11th i am here working morning traffic i am yet doing television full-time so I'm I'm part time TV, but mo- I'm on the radio every morning. Scott's late Atlanta's morning news. Um, I am let's see, 27 years old. I just started dating a former intern here. Like I waited till her internship was over, and then we started dating. <laughs> good call. Nice. Yeah, yeah, good one. It was. A t- it was a, didn't work out. Though, it was but. a long wait to, for that internship. I wound up dating this girl for five years. She was, oh, wow. she was awesome. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so that that's where I am in life. Like, I got an apartment, obviously no washer and dryer. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, I'm enjoying life. I finally am starting to... Be an adult. Yeah, I'm not full-time yet. I'm still part-time at WSP, but I was making a pretty decent hourly yeah. where I only had to work here. So I was, um, you know, before then I was working multiple jobs, cigar store, Marietta Daily Journal, whatever. But here at WSB, I was working traffic. I was getting 29 and a half hours a week. Which it used to be the the level for part time is that what it is still yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, that's about. That was the most you could work twenty nine. But I had a a solid like I thought it was an awesome hourly wage. Like this is cool. And then I'd pick up back in the day, if you worked promotions, it didn't count against your hours. So I would work a Braves game um, in Fan Plaza and make a hundred bucks. I would work the uh, Marietta Food Festival make a hundred. So I was. Right, right. I was, you know, work, I was working the system here at WSP. I was making yeah, money, yeah. and this is right when Pete Spriggs had started as program director. And bless that man, he he like lifted me up from obscurity. Totally did. Gave me my own weekend talk show. I was talking sports on two hours a week on the weekends. That was extra money. So I was really enjoying life. Like I, I was happy with where I was. I had a cool girlfriend. I was making enough money where. I had roommates, actually. I did have roommates at that point, or at least one roommate. Um, but it, life was really, really good for me. Like, there was 
gas was cheap, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I had cash in my pocket. I I pretty much paid off my my credit card bills. Um, life was really really good on the morning of September 11, two thousand and one. And it 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 changed obviously dramatically as that morning progressed. When I come into work that morning on uh, September 11, 2001, I walk in and the newsroom is, you know, they're always, it's weird. Newsrooms are, are just a weird place to be, but they're, they were like complaining that there was no news that day. Like WSB's top local story on the morning of September 11th, Scott Slade comes on the air at 5 a.m., whatever, at that point. And the top story was, is Michael Jordan going to come back to basketball? <laughs> nice. Like, that's how slow yeah. a news day it was. Right, like, right. that literally was our top story. Was um, Chandra Levy, that whole thing, you yeah, remember that? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That it was, was the in the news. Time, yeah. yeah, that was kind of a story. But, like, it was like, oh, is Michael Jordan going to come back? So it was like a really slow news day. And everything was pretty okay in the world, man. The stock market was up. Jobs were plentiful, and, and, you know, everyone, I think, had a, a pretty good beat on life at that time, on, at 7 a.m. on September 11, 2001. Things changed, obviously, in a couple of hours. We'll, we'll visit and revisit those couple of hours. I'll tell you what was going on here at the station when the first plane hit the Twin Towers, uh, how we covered it on WSB Radio. Uh, Chuck and Longori will explain what they uh, did that morning as they found out and things started to develop. We're going to revisit September 11, 2001 here on the Mark Aram Show. Uh, tomorrow's the 14th anniversary of that tragic day. We're going to spend the first hour on this. Second hour, we will have some fun. Johnny Kilbasa, little Sanjay. Uh, but we're going to we're gonna reminisce. We're going to talk. We're going to remember and reflect on September 11, 2001. We'll come right back. Stick around. Throwback Thursday, by the way. What are we uh, listening to today? Sly and the Family Stone. Sly and the Family Stone. Throwback Thursday. This is the Mark Aram Show. I'm gone. Forget reaching my phone. Because I promise I'll be gone for a while. When you see me again, I hope that you have been the kind of person that you really are. Mark Aram. I think we really got something in. What do we got? An idea. What idea? An idea for the show. I still don't know what the idea is. It's about nothing. We go back to the morning of September 11th, 2001. Low T's in college, prepping for track practice. Longoria, stoic as always, working three jobs. Sears, radio station, and a liquor store. And I am, I am really starting to enjoy life for the first time as an adult, uh, 27 years old, working at WSB Radio on Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade, part-time on Channel 2. Uh, you hear my voice mostly, but I'd fill in on camera. And, uh, and, and really was, you know, very content with the way life was. I'm sure everyone here. Long, Chuck's biggest worry was, what did you say it was? Were you going to eat? How much I was going to eat. <laughs> yeah, how much you were going to eat. How much I was going to eat, depending on the track. Longoria's biggest worry was like, oh, I'm hungover. What am I going to do? I'm yeah. going to go to a, a morning shift. Um, and then things obviously changed. WSB's top local story, or top story that morning, is Michael Jordan coming back to the NBA. Chandra Levy's in the news, and, and things start to change. Um, I'm in the traffic center, in the old traffic center, Chuck. So now where it is right now. But you know the the little room to the left of the studio here? This one that over little, here? Yeah, where the digital guys are now? Yeah. That used to be the traffic center. Oh, okay. And Scott used to be in here doing Atlanta's Morning News, where we do the show right now. 
And I remember, this is before Twitter or any social media, and we're getting reports um, that a plane went into uh, the World Trade Center. And I think it was probably from an AP news alert, news flash. Um, and we start seeing some pictures. This is after 7 a.m., so uh, ABC's already in Good Morning America. And we start seeing you know, smoke coming from the, uh, the tower. And the, no one's thinking terrorism at this point. The, the assumption was it's a small plane crashed into the building because it didn't look like it was a, 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 you know, a huge airliner that crashed in. So as the news starts trickling in, it's assumed no one's thinking terrorism at this point. It's you know, probably a distressed small plane crashes in there. It's tragic. I want, and we're thinking, I wonder if anyone died because it's still early in the morning. Were people even in the office? We didn't even know that. We'll come back. We'll continue to discuss that morning of September 11, 2001, as Chuck Longoria and myself recall that faithful day. News, weather, and traffic next. It's the Mark Air Show. I'm WSB's Clark Howard. Howard. From Dunwoody to Douglasville. Washington to Woodstock. Whatever and wherever there. Severe, severe weather. A traffic red alert. Or breaking news. The WSB 24-hour breaking news center. will break in. Depend on it. This is Judd Hickenbotham from Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade. And you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. He was the runner-up to be my son's godfather, so he's got that going for him. Welcome back to the show and a good Thursday to you, Mark Aram, at your beck and call till midnight every Monday through Friday on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. No show tomorrow on the 14th anniversary of September 11th, so we're uh, reflecting on that faithful day this evening on the program. Uh, We set the stage in the first hour where the three of us were in our lives. I'm here at WSB, Lotis in college, Longoria in Austin working three jobs. Before the news, we left um, in the WSB newsroom. We had reports that a plane hit the World Trade Center. And preliminary reports were, uh, we all assumed anyway, that it was a small, like, Cessna that uh, went into the building. We had no idea that it was terrorism. Um, And we were still under that impression for the next 20 minutes or so. It was, it was a story. We were covering it, but it wasn't. We weren't in full blown, you know, breaking news mode at that point. We were, you know, just giving updates, um, you know, because at that point, all the TV networks had the the picture of the towers up and the smoke coming out of the tower. It really didn't look that horrible, and we weren't even sure if anyone was hurt because it was it was before nine a.m. You know to do office people get there even before nine right you know and we just thought it was like an interesting story um but not certainly anything tragic obviously we thought you know the the pilot probably well the first images that came out you're right they just had the yeah they just had the smoke it was just smoke building on fire you didn't know no idea that an airliner yeah so we're watching and um i come into the newsroom i leave the traffic center um 
just you know to walk around for a minute and get to catch my breath and i'm in the news center and we're watching the the live stream and i'm pretty sure it was either cnn or good morning america that had the picture up and we saw the second plane live going yeah. to the other tower and that i'll never forget that moment i can remember the tv i was watching i can remember where i was sitting when i saw that happen and that was when life changed completely and we went into absolute total scramble mode here on wsb radio um that was the only time i never went back to the traffic center i the first time in my first and only time in my career i bailed doing my job i was like all right forget that this is this is something bigger now. There was someone else in the traffic center. Wasn't like sure. Wasn't, yeah. Let's go to Mark Arrow. Yeah. No, it wasn't unmanned. <laughs> okay, good. But there was. I mean, there was still someone in there. Back of uh, Ashley's head. But I was I was done with traffic at that point. Uh, this was obviously a. We knew. All right, definitely terrorism. First plane was not a small Cessna. Obviously, now it was a a bigger plane. Um, and, and, and the first couple of minutes are like, oh, maybe there's problems at the tower and they're giving it. No, this was cut and dry. There's no doubt. This is terrorism. This is a huge story. Let's start scrambling. And if you remember then we didn't, we were all kind of waiting for the next thing to pop. Like what, what's going to happen? And the next thing that pops, of course, playing into the Pentagon, which ratcheted the story up. Like that's when we knew this was America under attack. It wasn't, all right, we're, you know, because there had been uh, a bombing at the World Trade Center in 93 yep. when mm-hmm. I was living in New York, and that, that was a pretty big story. So we knew that was a, a, um, a definite target for terrorists was those two buildings that just epitomize American capitalism and success and everything that goes with it. Um, the, a huge landmark, those two twin towers towering over lower Manhattan. Um but when the Pentagon, when we got word that the Pentagon was struck, that's when we went to DEFCON 1. That was when we knew America was under attack. And just for, you know, not only is it American having to deal with that, but being in the newsroom, um, I mean, everything was went, went into slow motion right there. We, we stopped doing traffic and weather on Atlanta's morning news. Scott Slade was in here. Um, we uh, we took boards off the air. I remember Scott was in here doing the breaking news, and I I wanted needed something to do. Like I wanted to help on this story as as anything I could do. So while we're you know, the news folks are doing the news thing, and Scott Slade is doing his thing in here, I, I was like, well, what what can I do? So I just started scouring the internet, and I was just I was I would get on the air and update Scott on what. Um, other media outlets in other countries were saying about this. You know, like what, how far has this spread? So that was like a weird niche that I had. I'd come in and Scott and be like, well, you know, uh, the London paper is, is saying this. And, you know, it was it was a weird thing, but we needed, you know, we had, we had such little information at that time. We still didn't know what the hell was going on. We knew we were under attack. We knew where the, the, the buildings were on fire and... So that's that was my niche. I'd come into the studio, I sat right there, and I would give Scott periodic updates, basically give him a chance to catch his breath too. Right, right, right. He would, he would say, "All right, Mark, what, what you know, what what are you seeing on the internet?" Because um, that was in 2001. That was kind of developing as a, a new source. It wasn't. It, it isn't. Uh, wasn't what it is now, obviously. But there was still stuff to be out there. So I, I'm like on NewYorkTimes.com and 
and the international papers. Like I was checking out the uh, the Arab papers, like the Arab websites, yeah. to see what they're saying. If anyone's claiming responsibility, or so that was my niche. And then the collapse of the building, and it was. I mean, you talk about the the 12, 15, 20 people in the newsroom at that time, because it was all hands on deck at that point, just a, a punch in the gut at that point, that once that building collapsed, it was like, holy cow, holy cow. Because that's when you realize that there, the, the casualty level was going to, it wasn't just going to be whoever's on that plane or whoever's on that floor. It was whoever was in that building. And... Uh, yeah, it, I mean, we were all just stunned when we saw. It. And I'm sure, were you? Did you see? Were you guys at in front of a television at this point, or where are you in this in this time period while while this is happening, Chuck? Where you're in college, you wake up. Do you know what's going on? What what happens when you? Well, wake no, like up? I said, I was used to the Tony Kornheiser show in the morning, so I'm used to ESPN Radio, um, and it's like emergency broadcast. And I just thought, I just figured our local station crapped out. And they were just running like it because it wasn't telling me anything other than emergency service information. Mm -hmm. And so that's weird. I lay there for a while. So it's like 630 in the morning, maybe. I, I, it was earlier, I remember. It was actually. Where, what state are you in at this point? Montana. You're so in Montana. Two hours, so it's like 830 here. Yeah, okay. So the first plane had hit. I don't remember what the set time the second plane had hit. But I saw the second one live on television. So you saw so that. I had gotten up, turned the TV on, and then was like, what? Yeah. And. I had maybe been standing there five minutes in my underwear and watched the second. Uh, that so you there, saw the second plane hit live, yeah, like and me. Yeah, and I remember when the towers fell down because I never moved from standing. I, yeah. I, I bet I stood there for forty-five minutes, no doubt, and didn't move. But I remember. I'll never forget the feeling watching that second plane hit that building. I'll never. That that was the creepiest, mm -hmm. most. I can't even describe it. I just I, so you I'm, you saw it happen. live. I saw the second one live. Yeah, Longori, were you yeah. were you up at this point? What? No, um, <clears throat> I had left my TV on the, from the night before. I fell asleep with my TV on, and I remember <clears throat> turning over at one point and looking at the TV, and I was like, "Wow, that's kind of weird." Because they were showing the plane going in, you yeah. know, and I was like, "What oh, movie that, is this?" Yeah, yeah. I, I seriously <laughs> thought I was watching a movie. I was like, "Oh, well, that sucks," you know. And I turned back around and went back to sleep, and I didn't wake up till. Oh, it was probably like 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. And uh, when I woke up, my roommates were sitting on watching the news. And I was like, hey, what's going on? I was like, oh, that was real? And they were like, yeah, dude, you don't know about it? And I was like, no. And then, like, because yeah. they just let me sleep. You know, I mean, we I mean, Austin wasn't, you know, nothing was going on there. So and if something was and they just left you in your underwear. <laughs> yeah, 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 they probably would have. But, yeah, so I really, I mean, so you literally you didn't, didn't know. That's that, actually probably a good thing that you I didn't, didn't know anything was really yeah, going on until yeah. about 11 o'clock that morning. So it all the first was... time I was like, whoa, and then. Let, let's go back live to the WSB newsroom again. This is the morning of September 11, 2001. We, uh, the, the, the building collapsed. We saw the plane hit live, the second plane. The building collapsed. We know we're under attack. The Pentagon was hit. We got reports of a, a plane down in Pennsylvania. We, yeah, so we get we get officials from Hartsfield-Jackson on the air. All air traffic is shut down. Yep, like every Everything. plane in the air is you know is forced to go down. And at this point, Richard Sancter, our our news reporter, is trying to get up to New York. Like he's trying to make a flight reservation to get to New York. Um, and there's nothing. You obviously at this point they they can't. So I, you know, it's 2001. I'd been down here for like three years, 
And so I was still very much detached to to New York. And I was like, I want to go up there. Like, Sangster, let's go get in my car. We'll drive up. And they didn't pull the trigger on it. Like, the, the news director at the time, or still the news director, Chris Camp, was like, well, let's just see. We're going to try to find another plane. And I'm like, dude, there's, there, there are not going to be any planes. Let's, we need to start, we need to drive now. Yeah, they and should. Get, and get up there now. They were hesitant. They didn't want to do, and I was like, I'll drive. Let's go. You know, I know the neighborhoods. I, I've got places for us to stay. Sangster and I will drive up now. And I was so mad. That they wouldn't pull the trigger on. They're like, no, no, let's. We're going to try to find a plane. Well, you know, because we have we have a corporate jet. Right. I'm right, like, right. dude, they're not going to let anyone. I was, I mean, I was furious. I was like, the pl- the towers collapsed. We're under attack. We need to get up to New York. I'll drive right now. If I hit the road now, we can be there by you know tonight and have you uh, update. Didn't do it. I was really <laughs> unnecessarily mad because I just <laughs> yeah. I wanted yeah. to. You know, do something. I'm sure we all felt helpless at that point. Um, but you know, putting on my news hat at that time, I was like, I wanted to do something with the story. This was just surreal what we were seeing. It turns out, in hindsight, it was actually a pretty good call, as it always is, by Chris Camp, our news director, because Red <laughs> Cross was able to get approval for a flight, and Sangster hopped a flight with Red Cross that was sending up. Uh, you know, donations and stuff. Yeah. So he was able to get up there on a flight. So I mean, Chris Camp is the news, the best in the country. He, right, he knew right. what was he, he was doing. <laughs> he knew the right. Yeah. Call. He, little traffic guy, be damned. We're you know we're gonna wait this out. <laughs> um, but I remember um, as as the story slowly started to develop, and we found out that there were no flights, and then you'd see um, pictures from ground level. And I'm sure you remember them of of people running away from the the collapsed towers and that gray dust, that big cloud, just the gray dust, everything covered. And um, I I don't even know. I, I honestly I can't remember if I even did anything on the air through that day. I know I didn't leave the station. I was here throughout the night. I went on the air. Matt Reese and I took over because we went wall to wall with this. I don't think we played a single commercial on WSB Radio that day. And that's for most. Media yeah, outlets did either. Yeah, yeah. Media outlet did. Um, but I went on the air at midnight, I believe, maybe even a little early, like 11 p.m. Matt Reese, who was a reporter at the time, and I were on the air that night um, taking calls and talking, giving updates. And I don't know if you guys can remember if this was even in, in, in your f- frame of mind at the time, but we kept waiting for something else to happen. Yeah. That was the wait and see like all right what is going to happen next like we were all bracing for another attack we, it was we were assured we were certain that something else was going to happen um whether it was a bomb whether it was uh a, another aircraft somehow we it was the rest of that day cuz at that point we had learned about the Pennsylvania plane Blade. going down yeah. the Pentagon the world Tri- both towers collapse and it was literally Matt Reese and I were here on the radio waiting for the next shoe to drop, waiting to tell folks the next terror attack. We were truly under attack. We didn't know what was going to happen next. I'm going to continue to uh, tell you what happened the rest of that day here on WSB Radio. As we remember, September 11th, 2011, tomorrow, the 14th anniversary 
of that tragic day. Um, we'll come right back uh, next hour, I promise. We're going to have fun. Johnny Kobasa, little Sanjay. But uh, I want to finish up uh, remembering 9-11-2001. Stick around. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back to the show. Finishing our recollections of September 11th, 2001. So I'm on the air with Matt Reese till like, I want to say like 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Um, I hadn't, I've been at the station the whole day and we get off the air at 3 a.m. and I got to be back here at 5 a.m. for, for the morning news again. So I go home and again, I, I live basically in the same place where I live now, just about a mile away. I go home and shower and come back, and I remember driving back, and the gas station on the way in had jacked up their prices to $5 a gallon. Wow. The one right here down the street? I'm not going to say which one, no, okay. but it was five. <laughs> they they basically capitalized on, I mean, everyone was in a yeah, state yeah. Of, of fear and shock, and they were like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna charge five bucks a gallon. My roommate ran down to get gas. He was real free. He drove a big suburban. Mm-hmm. He was real free. I was like, I'm not whatever. We live in Missoula. I can walk everywhere. I don't yeah. care. I'm not gonna. And he came back and he was so mad. A, they were out by the time he got yeah. there. But B, they had jacked. And in those days, gas was like a buck oh five. Yeah, or it was something, it maybe was, buck twenty. Yeah, it was cheap. It, they jacked it up to over five dollars. Mm-hmm. He goes, if I'd have got to the gas station, it, it, I'd have punched the guy in the face behind yeah, the was, counter. He goes, I was so mad. It was, um, I'll, I'll remember, I, I remember that drive into work probably more than anything else that day because I'm like, all right, what's going to happen today? Yeah. What, you know, well that, all right, so what's going to happen on September 12th? Like we saw what happened on September 11th and I, we were still in that mindset of what's going to happen next. So I remember the eerie drive in, there's no one on the road and I'm just thinking, all right, brace yourself. What is going to happen yeah. today? What will happen September 12th? And yeah. thankfully and remarkably- Nothing happened. Yeah. Like, knock on wood, a terror attack on that scale. If you had asked me September 12th, 13th, you know, the next 14 years, are we going to be safe? I'd be like, no, definitely not. So kudos to those who have kept us safe for the last 14 years since then. All right, uh, that was just uh, a reflection, an hour-long reflection from the three of us on on what our mornings were like on September 11th, 2001. We will move ahead. We will have fun the second hour. We're going to move on. Sanjay is going to join us with Would You Rather when we come back. 404-872-0750. 404-872-0750. This is The Mark Aram Show. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.